you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thoughts this week? On the SHOT Show 2012. And Zombie Strike. Coming up next. Hold on, baby. I'm coming. Don't you ever be sad, lean on me when times are bad. When the day comes and you're in doubt, in a river trouble, about to drown. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. I'm on my way. I'm your lover. I'm your friend and your brother from another mother. When you have to worry, you don't have to fear. You won't suffer, your big brother's here. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on. I'm coming. Crossbreedholsters.com presents the Black Man with a Gun podcast from KenBlanchard.com. This weekly show is diverse, open, and free, involving all members of the gun community. It's not just about guns. It's about the people behind the gun, plus your rights, fun, news, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Pastor Ken Blanchard. Be sad, lean on me when times are bad. When the day comes and you're in doubt, in a river trouble, about to drown. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. All right, welcome to another fun filled factual low fat episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. My name is Ken Blanchard, and I'm the host of the show. This is now usually about an hour long, maybe a little less. This is in its fifth season with entertainment, music, product reviews, and gun news, sometimes featuring women from the outdoor and shooting activities and several comedic features. I'm your friend and your brother from Nithra Mother, the pastor of patriots, paladins, and pistoleros. I'm here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is more than just a podcast. Also, I have a blog. You can find it at blackmanwithagun.com. And it even features an original old-time radio cliffhanger called Zombie Strike, which is at the end. And in coordination with Facebook, Twitter, and the Black Man with a Gun blog, we reach 33 countries and have over half a million downloads. If you're new to the show, you can find all the past episodes at podcast.blackmanwithagun.com. 
just that easy. Or you can go to the website and click on that link for that. You can subscribe and get it sent to you automatically and free to your podcast or MP3 player. I'm real easy to reach for a comment, for criticism or critique, for suggestions, for prayer requests, for just about anything. If you need a friend to talk to, here I is. And you can find me on Facebook under Pastor Ken Blanchard. The fan page is Black Man with a Gun 1, my toll-free number in the U.S., which you know works because quite a few of you called me, 888-675-0202. And my email address, which if I'm not sleeping, I'm answering, blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Big shout out to all the people that I just met at the Las Vegas SHOT Show. And we're going to talk about that after John Wayne gives us our Pledge of Allegiance. Welcome to another show. I'm glad you're with me. And please, feel free to share it with a friend. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yowza. Yeah, this is episode number 253. What shiny and new. And I was trying to figure out exactly what I was going to do for this episode since I just got back from shot. It's still going on for a couple of days now. And um, by the time you download this, it might be over. But um, check out show notes located at blackmailinggun.com or kenandblanchard.com. They both go to the same place. This show is going to be solo for the most part. Just me, no Barbara, no Miss M. And I could have had Miss M if I was, if I timed it better, but um, I couldn't do it. I was running around trying to meet people and I want to give a quick shout out to my brothers at amoland.com. Great website, great people, to Barbara Baird, to Dr. Bomb, and to everybody I met in Las Vegas. So, you ready to hear about Las Vegas? All right, here we go. All right, just returned from the 2012 SHOT Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, the SHOT Show is the industry-focused convention for the shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade. It's really a business-to-business convention, B2B, which makes it a little different. Now, this was only my third time going, and I went this time as an internet media business persona. And I went to meet professionals in the business and learn how to be better in this thing. I went to see other bloggers and writers and what was shiny and new. Now, I'm not a really big fan of Las Vegas, but I understand why the National Sports Shooting Foundation chose it. It's an industry friendly and almost perfect for this audience. Unfortunately, you have to put the whole armor of God on if you want to keep yourself in perfect peace there, though. Las Vegas is probably, yeah, I'm pretty sure of it, at the, the gates the of gates hell. hell. <laughs> but I'm a witness, though. You can go there and not participate in any of the bacchanalia that, uh, that's there. And you just got to know your limits. And I know mine. I could stay around too long and with the wrong group or try my luck inside one of those shows there and find myself 
like a gateway drug slipping out of grace and lose my mojo, man. So I had to watch myself. On Tuesday night, I sat outside the hotel, um, which is almost south of the end of the city of the Strip, and found me a nice little quiet place to smoke an Ashton and uh, talk to the hotel security guy. And we shared some stories. And he told me about all the domestic violence that happens after somebody loses their money gambling or gets into a drunken stupor and their spouse goes off on them. And he told me about how they have to chase prostitutes out of areas where they tend to pounce on drunken tourists in strategic locations between the hotel bar and the elevator of the rooms. Ain't that something? I didn't see any of that, though, aside from having dinner with some really good friends. I enjoyed the safety and security of a nice hotel room. You know, I kind of felt like a, felt like a vampire, actually, locking myself in the room so I wouldn't change into nothing scary and horrible. I love my wife, love my family, and my life too much to lose what I got. So it wasn't a sacrifice at all. But I got to tell you, there was a time when I would have went a different direction. Well, anyway, media day. Media day was spectacular. It was um, on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. And I almost didn't make it because I forgot to pre-register. And if it wasn't for my sister, Barbara, and her husband, Dr. Baum, who gave me the hookup, who calmed me down, I'd have been running the strip angry. See, I kind of screwed up, but everything worked out. But, you know, once I got there, I heard a new argument of the them versus us. Seems like I'm always in that one. I'm usually the them. This time, the them were the established journalists, the publicists, and the media people that were the old guard. And the us was the what they called the WordPress bloggers. And they said that constantly with disdain. But I get it. I understand. You work hard and long to pay your dues and you sucking up to people that you don't like, but you soon emulate and you do all the stuff that you have to do to make it in the print industry. And you don't want to share the spotlight or your place in this line out here at the range or lose your readership to some new guy or new lady with a blog that has three times as many readers as you do. So I guess I'm one of those thems or us's, whichever. But while I was there, I did some really cool videos and I ran into a couple of people. And the first one I interviewed was Michael Bain from Down Range Television. Here we go with uh, my quick blurb or quick uh, hit with Michael Bain. Michael Bain, welcome to the Black Man with a Gun podcast. Man, I'm glad to see you, and I just want to say hi. Ken, it is always great to see you. You and I have been doing this for a long time, brother. It uh, The years pass, and, and we're still out there slogging. Because and you're kicking butt, man. I, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. I've, I've had some opportunities, and, and we've taken them. But I, I, I think the most important thing is, is that... that we're doing this for the right reason. You know, we've been on the front lines of the right to keep and bear arms, and I truly, it's something I absolutely believe in, and everything that I do, it's all built around the Second Amendment. Amen to that. What do you hope to accomplish today? 
you know, I, I, I just want to see some new stuff. One of the problems I have with shot now is, is I, and I'm not complaining about success, but success brings with it a lot of things. You know, it used to be, if you go back five or six years, we would wander around the SHOT Show, right? And you'd look at stuff and you'd see new things and you'd say, wow, this is going to be cool in another few years or something. But you, you get a chance to see new stuff before everybody else sees it. Uh -huh. And now I have meetings. And so if I come out to media day, at least I get to see some stuff and shoot some. And besides that, you know, any day on the range is a good day. Man, thanks so much. Kim, thank you for all that you do. All right, buddy. And Michael Bain is the man. Not only does he have a dozen television shows, but um, he's an award winner. Member of the old guard that understands the new. It's a reason why his stuff is on top. And a good guy as well. Next up, CrossbreedHolsters.com. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Super Tuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. All right, and I'm back. You know, one of the things I did, I shot a few things, but the biggest thing I did was check out what was new company-wise and personnel-wise and, you know, people come and go. But people is what matters to me. I, I don't care much about products as I do about personalities and people. I watch who leaves one company or got fired or what person is valued and what is not. I saw um, a couple of a new industries, like there was a Russian weapon company, and um, they, like, Push some boxes and some stuff out the way to let me shoot their firearms. They had a um, 308 and a shotgun, which was ugly but accurate, pretty much like an AK-47 is. Um, it was all uh, composite stock, nothing that you would shake a stick at, but it was cheap and the stuff was was hidden. The bad part was um, the Russian lady. I mean, she had the whole getup on with the babuska scarf and everything. Um, probably Natasha probably has put my picture right now in KGB headquarters. But that was usually the case. I usually get the most love from non-American firearms dealers. Hey, just telling you how it is. There was a Korean, not a Korean group. There was a Filipino group. I think it's Rock River Arms. There is a Chris, the Swiss group, the uh, and the new SAR Arms. I look for customer service. I look for people who pay attention to the the non, you know, in in person for the week and their demeanor. Because if a company leaves me standing or ignores me or has me just waiting around, and I'm like hard to miss. I was wearing a big flaming fire red flannel jacket and a hat that said black man with a gun. So if you just leave me hanging there, what will you do to the poor woman who comes into your shop? Exactly. I saw a really futuristic air rifle. It was electronic, and it shot a three fifty seven round. The thing operated on batteries, and it reached out and touched a pepper popper. It was unreal. Here's a quick blurb 
on the Crossman electronic rifle. You can get like three or four shots at 250 foot pounds, or you can get 20 shots at, at 125 foot pounds, or something like that. What's this, what's this cost? Uh, I think in Cabela's, uh, it's uh, uh, 1200 bucks. And our, our website, we're selling it for uh, 1500 with a scope, uh, case, uh, rings, a bipod. Maintenance wise, what you got to do? Change the batteries in it, I guess. It's, you know, it's, it's a different, you know, it's. Here, I wanted, uh, I wanted to you know, for high volume shooting, the Marauder is still probably uh, a, the best bet in our 25 caliber for medium game. But if you, if you want to step it up to you know, 35 to, to, to 50 pound critters, then this is really the best game in town. Really, there's no barrel cleaning with, a, with an air gun. Really, thousands of rounds before you want to pull a wet. All right, thanks, Doc. All right, if you didn't make it to the SHOT Show, you're a podcaster like me, you're a blogger, I'm not going to make you feel all messed up because you didn't go. Truth is, you probably see the same stuff if you go to the NRA annual meeting in May. So don't get down on it that you missed it. It's going to be okay. Actually, some stuff wasn't new, like Taurus and Rossi didn't have a thing that was new. Glock did, though. Glock had a... um, their Generation 4 stuff was pretty much what Lone Wolf is doing right now. With the beaver tail and the slimmer profile for your hand and the extended magazine release. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar, doesn't it? But it is proof positive that Glock has stepped up to the mic and is not like they were reported. See, at one time it was like Henry Ford. You can have any Ford, any color you wanted, as long as it was black. Well, Glock was like that in the beginning, and it was perceived that they were going to stay like that. But nope, they're innovating. They're still making things happen here 25 years later. Good on you, Glock. After I got used to um, the crowd of people, because it was like just too many folks for me, I decided to do some interviewing and some videoing. So check out my YouTube page, Black Man on the Gun, and you'll see the videos appear here and there on Facebook and on KenBlanchard.com. The videos, one of the one of the two, um, I talk about the new company, SARS Arms. I really like those guys. And I learned a lot about gun cleaning from Otis Technologies. So check that out, and I bet you you'll find out some stuff that you didn't know if you never heard about them. I did uh, two interviews on NRA News and once with uh, Cam and company, with Cam Edwards, who is becoming a better friend every time I meet the guy. You know he's a musician? Dude writes music and sings and everything. How cool is that? Okay, one company that I also think is cool, and actually, um, even though they're big, they're good folks, and that was Ruger. Here's a couple minutes about some new products with Ruger from like the head of marketing himself, Ken Jurgensen. I'm with Ken Jurgensen and Ruger. Ken, welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank you very much. 
Man, tell me what's going on with Ruger today. What you got new? Well, what's new for 2012 is the Ruger American Rifle and the new little SR-22 pistol. Uh, the Ruger American Rifle is an all-new gun. It's not a derivation of the M77 or anything. It's an all-new gun. Uh, it's a uh, synthetic stock. It has a bedding system that floats the barrel. Uh, it has a really great bolt action. I mean, it, it's just smooth and everything. Detachable four-round magazine, rotary magazine, which is obviously something that Ruger has a lot of experience in as rotary magazines. Uh, it has a really good butt pad on this gun. It has a tang safety, because a lot of people tell us that they like the old tank safety. But probably the thing that's really I think, important to a lot of people is it has a consumer adjustable trigger between three and five pounds. So you can you can set this trigger to what you want it to be to shoot the way you want to shoot. So and the bottom line, the best part is it's four forty nine suggested retail. So real world price, probably three and a half, three ninety nine, you're gonna get yourself a great Ruger rifle. This year it'll be available in thirty out six, two seventy, three oh eight, and two forty three. So Great rifle, look for it. Again, what caliber is it? It's in uh, 30 out 6, okay. 270, 308, and 243. And pretty easy to get, you think? Or? It will be. We're just starting shipping them right now. Okay. We just announced it last week. This is like an all new gun, so uh, it just should be hitting the stores you know, by the end of this month, early February. We're getting them out to our retailers right now, or our distributors right now as we speak. So uh, look for it. I think, I think you'll really you know, like this rifle. Take a good look at it. And then the other one is the little SR-22 pistol. It's a it's an all-new 22 pistol, not like the Mark III's. Like you know, this is a you know looks like a smaller, well, not really an SR-9, but you know it's a conventional-looking pistol, 10-round magazine, uh, has a decocker. It's a hammer gun, decocker. Uh, has a uh, Picatinny rail on the front. You want to put something on? Has really good sights. Has a three-dot sight system. But if you don't like the dots on the back of your sight, you can actually turn the back blade around. Now you got a black uh, rear sight with a you know single dot on the front. Nice. Um, it's really a nice little you know, gun. The other thing that's really neat about this gun is the uh, grip on it slides off. Three, it, it, the grip wraps around the, the, the frame, slides off, and you've got a bigger grip you can put on. If you've got a bigger hand you want to make the gun fit you, you can slide the bigger grip on it so you, get a, you have a inter, fully interchangeable grip on it. This is a great little gun. Suggested retail is $399. Again, check it out at your local uh, uh, Ruger uh, retailer. I'll make sure I put a link to the site too for this podcast. Super. Yeah, and all the information is on our website. Uh, you know, there's all the specs, there's uh, videos and everything. I mean, it, it, these are both a couple of really new, really great little guns. Ken, thanks for this, and uh, it's good to see you again, man. Good to see you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you dropping by. Good stuff there. Hey, I was leaving the uh, leaving the shot show for today, and I was tired, right? So I got into this cab, Ethiopian driver, and the guy says. Hello, my brother. I said, hey, man, how you making out? He says, pretty good. You want girlfriend for tonight? And I said, no, nah, man, no, thank you. I have a wife. Ah, I still have girlfriend for you, though. And I was like, nah, not interested. You don't want girlfriend? I says, no, nah, man, I'm cool. I'm happy. He goes, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm really happy. He goes, how can you trust your wife? I said, hey, she puts up with me, man. You don't know what I've done. Well, we come a long way, me and her. He goes, really? And I said, yeah, really. And you know what? That became the longest cab ride I can remember. All of a sudden, this dude tells me about his girlfriend, and he says, what do you know about child support? Because I think I'm going to leave my, my girlfriend, and I'm not sure if I can do this thing because they're going to get me for child support. So I said, how many kids do you have? 
At first, it just was one. When he got done, it was three. And he's not paying squat. And he's basically a deadbeat dad. And we start talking about responsibility and fatherhood and manhood. And when I finally got to the hotel, we just sat there for a minute after he you know, cut the meter off. I made sure he do that, did that. But I should have charged the dude. He's just sat there, man. When it was over, he was almost in tears. And he was saying he was going to probably just put his tail between his legs and go back home. Man, what a ride. Next day, though, turned out to be pretty good. Got a chance to talk to a guy from Caspian Arms. Really nice guy named Gary. Well, Black Man, thank you. Uh, welcome to Caspian Arms booth at the uh, 2012 SHOT Show. Well, actually, everything is moving in the gun industry right now. Of course, we make components for people that build their own guns. And uh, there's a lot more of that going on. A lot more people are taking a crack at it. It's easier than ever before to build a true custom gun yourself. And uh, there's publications, there's videos to help you along. Plus, what we try to do here is make it easy. We do the heavy lifting. We do the sight cuts, custom serrations machined operations as well as fitting the frame and slides, installing essential components. So there's a lot of excitement about people that want to build their own gun and have the satisfaction of doing that. Plus a lot of gunsmiths build their custom creations on Caspian components. So it's a good show for us. Most of it is 1911 style firearms? Yes, that's our focus. We do uh, you can see there's thousands of combinations, but we do everything from officer to six-inch slides and uh, stainless steel, carbon steel, and even titanium. And to really top it off, we do a Damascus steel slide that's really wow. Tell me about Damascus steel. Well, Damascus is uh, one metal that we don't get from the U.S. That's imported from Sweden and these rough forge blocks and then we cut them out and uh, after we machine them we etch them to bring out this pattern that they have uh, processed and it just looks really beautiful so if people that like Damascus this is really something else but we get it from Sweden because this particular company makes a weapons grade Damascus that they have a patent on so it can hold up the high-pressure firearms applications. Man, that's good stuff, because I'm one of those Damascus people. I don't have one yet, but um, it's on my list. I'm one of those Damascus people that don't have one yet that's on this list. How can we find you at Caspian? Well, it's easy. Look on the web at caspianarms.com, and we'll pop right up. Gary, thank you so much. Hey, enjoyed it. All right, so that's just kind of what I did. just ran around throwing a microphone in people's faces and looking at cool stuff. I did get a chance to ride in a four-wheeler that was made for, like, hunting. It had hybrid and gas motor, which was kind of cool. You could actually creep up on your prey in this big old buggy, like a little mini truck with electric mode. I thought that was nice. By bad boy buggies. And now, just going to drop some names on some good people. Um, like, uh, I met a really cool dude from Canada 
who's a photographer, Dean of DG Photography. And uh, you can find out about him at dgphotography.net. Real nice guy. And I met a real beautiful young lady named Kathy Gardner. She's the VIP of stuff and marketing from Alpen Opticals. She's a socially aware sister that's fighting for a cure for her breast cancer, which is cool. And she's really big on helping the troops, just like Miss M. You find her at Alpen, it's A-L-P-E-N, optics.com. I met some really cool guys from Pennsylvania with some high-end 1911s and one that I wouldn't mind shooting, actually. They got even a left-handed version uh, from CabotGuns.com. That's C-A-B-O-T, guns.com. You know the folks at Daniel Defense, the AR, high-end AR stuff? I think I'm getting like my wife. My wife likes like caviar and high-speed stuff, and like we're she's a champagne gal, and I'm uh, on a beer budget kind of thing. I'm getting away with guns. All the stuff that costs a lot, I really like. Daniel Defense people are like really cool, and I got a chance to shoot um, one of their ARs, which was pretty sweet. I don't have one, so when I get one, it's probably going to be one of those. Um, I shot a really nice lever action uh, 44 mag, I think it was, and a big old 4570, which was smoking. But I thought, man, this right here, do to do right here. And then they're both from Chiapa, firearms.com. Got some love from EOTech. They're, um, they're merging a couple of big companies like um, Beamhead, EOTech, um, L3, a whole bunch of stuff has kind of gone under EOTech. So optics and red dot stuff and laser training. It's all going to be on the EOTech here shortly. In the new product realm, there's a thing called a rack, R-A-C, and you'll find it at the U.S. rack. That's USRAC.com. It's a gizmo where you can lock your firearm. You can hook it to your car. You can hook it to a wall, and it's pretty secure. And it's not expensive either. I'm going to definitely um, work on getting a couple of them for you to check out. They run about 99 bucks, and you can mount this thing in your garage and kind of have your shotgun there. Work on almost any firearm. I ran into Clint Buyer of Buyer Barrels, really cool guy, and... um he makes 22 and AR platform stuff. So you might want to check out Buyer, that's B-E-Y-E-R, Barrels.com. Coast had some cool stuff. Coast out of um, Portland, CoastPortland.com. They got a knife. I got to show you the video on that one. Pretty smooth and cheap, too, for, for all the stuff that it had on it. It wasn't expensive. I want to give a whole bunch of shout-outs to some bloggers and some folks that I met that I might have missed already. And then we'll have Zombie Strike, and then that will wrap us out for this week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to me, your friend and brother from a different mother. Thank you for the dinner. Thank you for the tweet. Thank you for the pat on the back, the thumbs up, the smile. Thank you for being you. See if I can remember some of these great folks that I met this week. How about Derek from thepackingrat.net, another blogger. And Dan, my man, from rsafehome.net, has an electronic firearms class. Kevin from teamblogger.com. Dan from thetruthaboutguns.com. Chris 
from the uh, internet movie firearms database. That was really unique right there. And Chris is a really cool guy. Jeremy from JP Visual Designs, a guy with a good eye. Dr. Jimmy Seitz, Christian brother from the spiritualoutdooradventure.org. Actually met Dana and Kate of Arizona Gun Radio, which was just too cool for school. There was M.A. Marooned, as in Marooned, for Massachusetts gun blogger. Cool that guy there. And the petite and sweet Jackie Jonas, a competitive shooter, director of writing, and a member of the teamblogger.com as well. My brother Doug G., he's a back county chaplain, and Gilmer Outdoors, member of uh, POMA as well, Professional Outdoor Media Association. I had lunch with uh, the Aherns. Sarah is a law enforcement sergeant in Illinois, and she was actually on top shot for a hot second, and she got a cool husband named Mike. Met some guys from Student of the Gun, and they were hustling like nobody's business around there. Met uh, Caleb of Gun Nuts, Gun Nuts Media, and uh, met a sister named Becky Lou Lecoq from Becky Lou Outdoors. Met a guy named Jordan from Daniel Defense, who let me shoot that pretty, pretty, pretty AR-15. And then the Russians that scared me, I don't remember their names. I just call them Boris and Natasha for right now. Um, there was uh, Nick from Zombie Industries. Got the chance to meet my brother there. I met Brandon from uh, Military.com. And to all the intelligence officers and spies that didn't stop my flow while I was uh, trying to talk to regular people. I thank you. Catch you next time. And I almost forgot my friend and brother, Denny Snyder from electronic-hearing-protection.com. Real humble guy, nice guy, who's doing some good stuff with hearing protection. And it's the official hearing protection now for the Six Hour Academy. Mm-hmm. You go, man. Next up, Zombie Strike. Zombie Strike. This used to be an extreme sport watched by millions around the world. We hunted zombies on a man-made island in the South Pacific. Well, that was then. This is now. Part 11, Chapter 115, Gateway Arch, St. Louis, Missouri, 31 December 2011, 2000 hours local, countdown, 4 hours. Former Chief Warrant Officer Eric Stahl unconsciously rubbed a melted bronze amulet between his fingers. The metal was unnaturally warm in the cold night. That wasn't really surprising, considered that the amulet was some sort of holy artifact that could burn vampires like a brand. It did something to him as well when fighting those monsters. Stahl was faster, tougher, more capable, which was good. Zombie Strike had already fought two of the vampires, and Stahl was sure there were more running around St. Louis. Well, that's odd, Special Agent Tredegar murmured, looking at the monitor of his C3I device. It looked like a notebook but it was wired into the U.S. military's battle network 
and gave Zombie Strike access to the latest Intel feeds as well as the ability to call for support. As Stahl looked over the lanky FBI agent's shoulder, he could see that the device was also counting down until the military unleashed the Omega Directive, the continuous nuclear bombardment of St. Louis, if the zombie strike failed. Define odd, Stahl said, looking out at zombie strike's small defensive position in front of the gateway arch. They managed to cobble up some prefab armor for a four-foot wall around their position. Stahl and Tredegar were in the center. Tredegar was there because he was the one who could call for air and fire support. Stahl was acting as the team's defensive commander. Mateo, the field commander, was working on exactly how Zombie Strike was going to finish this. Stahl let him cover the team's rear facing the cold, black waters of the Mississippi. There's some weird distortion according to the AWACS, Tredegar answered. The FBI agent froze for a brief second before launching into furious tapping on the C-3I's keyboard. What? Stahl asked quietly, searching the darkness. He knew that the truth's minions and golems were out there somewhere. Were they coming in to attack? I looked at the direct feed. Same kind of distortion as when someone's throwing a lot of magic, Tredegar said, manipulating a video clip. From the angle, it was taken either from a recon plane or satellite. Was Quentin wrong about the sight? Stahl asked, keeping his voice barely audible outside the two of them. I don't think so. I think this is the truth fighting off more vampires, Tredegar said almost excitedly. Too bloody right, answered a familiar voice from just the past, the perimeter. Stahl's head shot up as he berated himself for not watching the perimeter. Now that he intended to be nice to the ones who were supposed to warn him. Stahl was paralyzed for a moment as he saw the man standing in front of them. That was impossible. The man was dead. He was killed by the biggest non-nuke bomb the Air Force could throw. Colin, Mateo asked from behind, his voice shaky. The rest of the team was staring in muted shock. Well, everyone except Evan. The young soldier had been looking the wrong way and was quickly bringing his carbine to bear on Colin. Yes, Maddie, I'm alive. Been in the care of the truth since that little episode in Italy, Colin said with that typical British understated tone. You finally escaped? Jess asked excitedly. Not exactly, Colin answered cryptically. Would you ask the lad to lower that gun? I worked hard to stay alive to have some boys scatter my brains about this night. Stahl motioned and Evan brought the weapon to low ready. What are you doing here, Colin? Stahl asked, finally overcoming the shock. The truth was attacked by vampires. Tougher than the normal ones the truth had been skirmishing with for a while now. We think these were sent here specifically to stop the Golden Rite from being initiated. We? Are we working for the truth now? Is that how you're here now? Mateo said his voice, a tightly controlled neutral. Colin knew the rage behind that tone better than most. In a matter of speaking, Colin said. He held up a hand to forestall Mateo's eruption. Maddie, I've been fighting them since they took me. Until we came here. We need the golden right to save the world from the vampires. And the truth is the only one who can do it. Castle asked me to trot down here and ask you for help in hunting down these vampires before they can stop the right from being performed. 
Well, I guess we know who the betrayer is now, Jess said. It's not the role I wanted, girl, but it's the role I have, Colin replied. He turned back to Mateo. So, what's your answer? Concord Apartment Building, downtown St. Louis, Missouri, 31 December 2011, 2045 hours local. Countdown, 3 hours, 15 minutes. Chief Stahl looked up at the tall, dark building and swore under his breath. If what Tredegar told him was correct, he was going to be lugging the heavy machine gun up 10 stories. The M240 weighed enough on its own. Add 400 pounds of 7.62 NATO in a box and another box on his back, and Stahl was feeling his 40 years. It didn't help that Evan didn't even look bothered under the same weight. Why couldn't we just let the Air Force drop 20 or 30 J-dams on this place? Stahl muttered. Tredegar turned to answer, but Stahl stopped him. He already knew the answer. They had to make sure this nest of vampires was dealt with, and that meant invading their little hidey hole. At least, they had a pretty heavy force. Like the last time they'd fought the vampires in Panama, Mateo wasn't with them. He and Giant were back at the Gateway Arch acting as sort of mutual hostages. Stahl was commanding the zombie strike contingent as well as in overall command. Colin was leading the troops ten minions and dozen golems. Shattering glass brought everyone's heads up. Two forms were plummeting out of what looked like the fifth floor. Zombie Strike and Colin immediately spread out. The golem screeched with battle lust. The minions stood in the street unsure what to do. Get out of the bloody way, you pikers, Colin yelled at the minions. They were barely moving when two vampires landed with an explosive thump. The vampires cut down two minions before anyone could react. The minions stampeded away from the monsters. Let them loose, Stahl told Colin. The tall man nodded and pointed his ring at the two vampires. The golems launched themselves at the two monsters. Stahl finally understood why the golems were created. The five-foot-tall, wiry humanoids were almost as fast as the vampires, completely fearless and almost indestructible. Zombie Strike had learned to break the golem's stone medallion to take away their mystical protection, but the vampires couldn't do that. The medallions were essentially holy symbols. When one of the vampires managed to grab hold of it, one, it burned like Stahl's amulet. The slightly shorter vampire was quickly buried under eight golems. Each of the truth's attack creatures hacked wildly at the vampire with their obsidian-bladed axes. Finally taking enough damage, the vampire collapsed to the street. It was engulfed in a burst of intense flame. The golems wobbled off the burnt shadow of the vampire, but were otherwise unhurt. Stahl was impressed. If the truth's golems could dispatch a vampire this easily, why did they need zombie strike? His question was answered as something blurred into the fight. Stahl heard the familiar screams of golems who'd lost their medallions and their protection. Two of the rune-covered creatures were torn off the last vampire by something moving too fast to be seen. The rest jumped back into what seemed to be terror. Nearly half were missing their medallions. The amulet suddenly blazed with heat. The blur stopped and dropped two decapitated golems. The girl standing before his team was so perfectly beautiful that it almost hurt to look at her. Even covered in a messy remnant of golem, she looked exquisite. Her dark straight hair framed a china-white face. 
Large, dark eyes scanned the people around her. As soon as she saw Stahl, her eyes locked onto him. The amulet burned hotter, forcing Stahl to take it out from his under his armor. The girl, vampire, cringed when the amulet came into view. I thought you might be down here, the girl said with a slight Spanish accent. I saw what you did to my sister in the jungle. I will not make the same mistake she did. The girl fell into a fighting stance. If you're thinking you can fight me, then you've already made the big one, Stahl said, unslinging the machine gun. As he did, he slipped the amulet from around his neck and held it in his hand. He raised his fist just as the girl blurred into action. If you like Zombie Strike, you're probably like this. Bad Moon Rising. Read about it at Derek-Ward.com. All right, one more thing before I go. In local news in the Maryland area, just in case you are local, Maryland Small Arms Range is about to get updated. I actually met two of the guys that run the range at the SHOT Show. And uh, they said that a new range was being built and it might be ready by May or June. And Fred's Sports down in Waldorf is about to build a new range in the Waldorf area. So we'll have two new ranges, not too far outside of the nation's capital. And while I'm thinking about ranges, quick shout out to the fellows at the South Jersey Shooting Range in South Jersey. Got a nice little gift from a Caroline M. Schloss. And she actually designed the Shooter's Crossword Puzzle and Word Search book. Pretty cool. So if you like crossword puzzles and word searches, we got a gun one. I got to figure out how you can uh, how you can get this thing. But um, do a Google search for it. Caroline M. Schloss. That's S-H or S-C-H-L-O-S-S. All right. And thank you, Caroline, for thinking about me freedom is not the right to do what we want but the chance to do what we ought as my mind settles back into the norm and I go through all the business cards and the books and all the stuff I know I have a ton of stuff to share with you that I've found or forgotten for this episode for the next couple of weeks alright that means it's time to go Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Black Man with a Gun podcast sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com. If you want to reach me for anything at all, you can contact me at BlackManWithAGun at gmail.com or call me at 888-675-0202. When you're weary, feeling small. are in your eyes I will dry them all I'm on your side when times get rough and friends just can't be found like a bridge over trouble. Oh.
to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the sunshine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. Shalom, baby. Shalom, baby.